0: Welcome to the June 21st, 2009 edition of Take Him With You. Happy Father's Day! Today we're talking about taking pictures at a wedding. My Twitter account, it's my 23rd wedding anniversary. And of course today we will be celebrating Father's Day, but uh, lots of good stuff today. We got words of wisdom, all sorts of different things. I think you're really going to enjoy this episode. If you have ever been depressed or you know someone that has, this is the episode to listen to. I think you're going to learn a lot about destroying depression and living a positive filled life. Stay tuned for taking With You.
1: Everyone... Please remain calm. The Tiberius is one of the most well-designed ships in the fleet. It would take a hell of a lot more than a little interstellar turbulence to threaten her structural integrity. Warning. Depressurization. pressurization detected. If we don't catch this soon,
0: it can have catastrophic consequences for the Tiberius. I
1: don't know if I can cure you or, or anyone else, Captain. This is going to be a long day. Star Trek Boldly. Found only on the Treks in Sci Fi and Anomaly podcast feeds. Part 2. Coming Wednesday, June 24th.
0: The Treks in Sci Fi Podcast. Stand by to receive our transmission. Sci Fi Entertainment News and Commentary. I am Locutus. Aboard. Star Trek Episode Analysis Captain of the
1: USS
0: Enterprise Pokey Religions and Ancient Weapons Collectibles, Toy, and Prop Reviews I am to misbehave. The weekly Treks in Sci-Fi podcast with your host Rico at treksinsci-fi.com. Well, it's time once again to find out what's happening at Rick's house on Take Him With You. So a friend of, of my son, Nathan, and I... Um, Asked us if we would do pictures for her son's wedding, and so we we said yes reluctantly because that's always scary, you know. You want when you go to take pictures of somebody's special occasion like that, you want to make sure that you're doing a really good job, and it just rocks, you know. And I love taking photos. I don't know if any of you have seen any of the photos that I take, but I have. If you um, go to my Facebook account. You should join up on my Facebook account. That would be cool. And come be my friend and check out all my photos and stuff. I've got um, like 2,500 pictures up on MySpace a little much. But on MySpace, I kind of started over again and have some select photos there that I do. It's uh, facebook.com slash rick.moyer. So if you want to do that, go over and check out my photos. I'd love to get some comments on those and tell me what you think. I've even got part of the wedding up there because uh, Cindy and... um, And uh, Ryan said that I could put some up there, so I did. Yeah, it's really cool. And you should check it out. So it's facebook.com slash rick.moyer. So go check that out. And if you want to look at my MySpace ones, I've got a bunch of photos on there. It's uh, myspace.com slash moyer777. And uh, you can check out my photography. But we had a really good time. We went to the wedding and showed up early. And Nathan took his camera and I took mine. And I have one of those... um, Canon Rebel XTIs, the digital ones, uh, like the 10 megapixel one. And uh, I just took it up there and took all sorts of cool photos and uh, took pictures outside. It was nice out that day, so we took pictures outside and the lighting was just right and did a bunch of candid shots and creative things and they turned out really, really spectacular. We did over 800 pictures that day and And uh, they were very, very pleased with it. So that was really, really fun. I'm I'm really considering thinking about doing more on my, you know, I own the company Moyer Multimedia LLC, thinking about doing a photography section. And and, uh, at least here in the Northwest, uh, I'll take pictures for folks if they want. I charge them to take pictures of their event or whatever. I think I'd really enjoy doing that because it's fun to be creative, and I like doing it. So that could be cool. And, uh, of course, folks that live across the country you'd have to buy my airplane ticket to bring me out to do it. (laughs) <laughs> that might be fun. You You like my pictures? You like the way I take pictures? Fly me out to your part of the country and I'll take pictures of your event. That would be hilarious. Anyway, check it out. Facebook.com slash Rick.Moyer. Mm-hmm. Taking pictures. I love to take pictures. I've been having so much fun with the macro lens that my friend Mike is letting me borrow. I'm going to have to buy one because... It just, I love it so much. It's such a neat little world. I took a, Just recently, I took this really cool picture of a silkworm eating the petal of one of my rose bushes on the, one of the flowers. Oh, it's just spectacular. So rich in color. Those things are translucent. They're tiny, but with the macro lens, you can get right up on them and see stuff you don't normally get to see. So it's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, let's talk about Twitter for a minute because, wow, it's getting really popular all of a sudden. You know, I mean, a lot of people use Twitter. Twitter basically is a a service where you can you can follow people or they can follow you, and it's really quite an, an interesting thing. It's kind of it's a social network that only lets you um, put a few characters down. So in other words, uh, you can only type a little bit into it, and you can do it from your phone or from your email or, um, I mean, your uh, keyboard or whatever. But you can talk about what you're doing during the day, and and then those people that follow you get an update on what you're doing that day. And those people that you follow, you get an update from them. And it's really quite fun, but I did this really interesting thing, and I want to tell you about it. (laughs) It's called the Twitter cloud. Have you ever heard of it? It's really quite fun. And, uh, you, you need to do it. If you're on Twitter, if you're not on Twitter, sign up for Twitter and get an account. It's really easy. You go to twitter.com. That's T W I T T E R.com. And you just go there and it's just really, really cool. And, uh, anyway, what I did is I wanted to see, um, how, what I Twitter about the most. So if you go over to this website, let me find it real quick. Um, oh yeah, yeah, it's tweetstats.com. tweetstats.com. T W E E T S T A T S.com. And you you look, you enter your tweet name or your Twitter name and then it it takes all your posts that you put on and it makes a Twitter cloud and my Twitter cloud is hilarious. And uh, here's some of the things that my Twitter cloud says. It says, ah, Amy, audio, awesome, uh, beaten, bed, better, uh, bare butt. That's one of the guys that I- Billy Bob four seven six birthday blog booster boy CD celestial teapot check Christmas Christ rocks church cool dad day did did didn't dinner anyway it goes through alphabetically the words that you that you tweet the most and it's hilarious so I got podcast prayer prayer pray promo take him with you uh walks wife woo for (laughs) woohoo. And anyway, the ones you do the most are the largest in in um, in print. You need to go do that if you're if you're on Twitter. It's just hilarious. And then you realize, what do I tweet or what do I tweet about the most? That's very fun. The Twitter cloud. So you have to do that. Hey, if you want to follow me on Twitter, I'd love to have you follow me. I'll follow you if you follow me. How's that sound? I'm at Moyer seven seven seven. That's at triple seven at Moyer. 777 on Twitter follow me follow me where i tweet 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 i'm not even sure what the actual word is i guess it doesn't matter so uh anyway make your twitter cloud Hey, I have to say something. Today is the twenty-first of June, two thousand nine, and it happens to be my twenty-third wedding anniversary. It's true, Amy and I have been married now for twenty-three years. Uh, of course, you there's a great episode of Taking with You if you haven't heard it yet called Mailage. You should go back and listen to that. It's all about how Amy and I met, fell in love, got married, and kind of about our life over the the many years. Uh, And I'm very, very blessed to have Amy as my wife. She puts up with a lot of crud from me because I'm just, I can't be easy to live with because I'm just crazy. She's so calm and collected and I'm so nuts. But I guess that's God's sense of humor when he puts opposites together, isn't it? But uh, anyway, 23 years of marriage has been, you know, we've had our ups and downs, um, never really too horrible. We've had some pretty rough experiences as a couple, not because of each other, but because of circumstances. But the great part is, and I talked about this in our newsletter uh, this week, the great part is I know that no matter what happens, my wife is my best friend. And she has um, been there for me and I've been there for her no matter what happens in our life. We're there for each other. And I'm just so blessed and glad that God brought us together. She has been such a tremendous blessing in my life, and I don't know what life would be like without her, so I am very, very humbled and blessed that she would uh, be my wife, and it's fun to share life together. Here's what I wrote in the newsletter about some of the things that I love about my wife. You ready? Here we go. Um, Number one, number one, she loves God with a passion. I, You know, my wife absolutely loves the Lord, and, and it's so cool. She's known the Lord for since she was three years old and uh, she's a walking concordance <laughs> she knows the Bible like crazy and she loves God but she um, you know we've had a lot of disagreements over the years about stuff but the one thing we've always had in common is our faith and that's been very good Two I think she's very kind she's a very kind person Amy is is someone that um, would never intentionally hurt me I mean there have been times of course she has. But, uh, boy, I've, I've probably hurt her far more because I'm not as kind as she is. She's very kind and a loving person, which is just fantastic. Um, number three, she listens. I love that about my wife. She, If I'll take the time to communicate, she'll actually listen. You know, a lot of people don't listen to others. She sure does, and I sure appreciate that. I always have somebody to talk to, and I can bump ideas off of her and talk to her about things, and she actually cares about what I have to say, which is you know, that's not always the case with everybody. So I'm glad that she listens. I also think that it's cool that she shares her life. Um, there's a lot of selfish people in the world and they're no fun to live with. <laughs> but my wife is not that person. She's very, very loving. And the fact that she wants to share her whole life with me is pretty amazing to me. And I really love that about her. Um, she's very forgiving. You know, it's I'm a pretty happy go lucky person, but we like I say we've been through some really rough things together uh because of circumstances around us. And she tends to be a lot more forgiving than I am, and I I'm really grateful for that because she's good t- for me to see the example of someone that will forgive and go on. And I'm pretty insensitive and a jerk sometimes, but she she's pretty sensitive and very forgiving and She's a great example for me, so I appreciate that and uh, that's that's the things that I love about my wife. There's lots more she's just she's pretty and she's funny she's funny she doesn't think she's funny, but she is hilarious and uh, anyway, she's just a really really good friend. My best friend is my wife, so and I appreciate that very, very much. So there you go, Amy. Happy 23rd wedding anniversary. I'm glad I do it all over again a million times over because you're awesome. And I can't wait to see what the next 23 years have for us. So bless you, my wife. Okay, Let's talk about Father's Day. Father's Day is an interesting time in some people's lives because um, depending on what kind of dad you had, it's either really good or it's really bad. My Father's Day is always fun. I really, really like it and uh, because I love um, celebrating with my kids, but I love my dad. My dad has been such a great influence in my life and He's such a stable guy, and I love him so much. And I'm so glad that he's doing better health wise. You know, he got a pacemaker put in, and they've adjusted everything, and he's just feeling so much better about life. And put some stints in and uh, into his heart, and all this different stuff, and he's feeling so much better. And it's, I'm so glad I get many, many, many more years with him. In fact, um, he's down uh, today with us celebrating Father's Day, which is really exciting. We can do some barbecuing and hanging out with the kids, and just talking and everything. and... I think Father's Day is a really cool thing. Listen, if you uh, if you don't have a very good relationship with your dad and, uh, you know, it doesn't hurt to write him a card or an email or a, a give him a call or something like that, but, it, you know, honor him, I think it's really important that we honor our parents and bless them. And I know there's lots of situations that could be bad or some that could be good, but Father's Day just is a really great day to honor your dad. And I wrote a song for my dad. Maybe you've heard it before, maybe you haven't, but I'd like to play it on the podcast today. I wrote this song when... Um, Nathan was uh, first born So it would be Well, 19 years ago or so um, And it was around uh, Father's Day And I didn't have any money Because <laughs> we were <laughs> trying to pay for Nathan You know, and all this stuff And, and uh, I was blown away when I saw my son be born And I thought of the, the love that I had for my kid And I, You know, you don't realize how much your parents do for you Until you have your own kids And you go, wow Wow, my parents you know they went from being um you know my idols and I loved them and to and then when I got to be a teenager, I didn't like them anymore because they you know I knew everything and they knew nothing they were stupid and then, after I grew up a little bit and had kids, I went, "Wow, my mom and dad were the smartest people on the earth they are they're amazing, a lot of wisdom there, and I don't know why we get so cocky when we're teenagers, but I guess that's what happens sometimes, but anyway, I wrote a song and I call it uh, thank you, Dad." And uh, my friend uh, Kurt Vanderhoof uh, Helped on the acoustic guitar Did the solo thing And I did the vocals And I want to play it for you A nice oldie that I wrote And recorded in the studio This is called Thank You, Dad
1: Daddy, I remember in the cold you build a fire And I do recall The warmth it gave to a song Daddy, I could see you playing frisbee Outside our Your baseball cap on backwards As always you were trying to make me laugh And I remember you
0: And all those crazy
1: things you used to do In the summertime and in the spring I thank you, Dad, for the love you bring Pulling weeds from the garden On a warm summer's day Sharing all my thoughts on the world around me You would listen and then we'd play The little red truck and the barbecue The swing outside and in the yard Throwing apples to the horses Somehow those times, they don't seem that hard Cause I remember you And all the crazy things you used to do In the summertime and in the spring I thank you, Dad, for the love you bring Thank you, Dad, for the love you bring. Pray to the Lord above That I might show Him your example And give Him your kind of love Cause I, I remember you And the crazy things you used to do In the summertime and in the spring I thank you, Dad, for the love you bring. Yes, I thank the Lord for the love you
0: bring. Happy Father's Day, Dad. I love you. Yeah, my dad is a very cool man, and I appreciate him. Thanks, Dad. Love you. Um, Okay, well, I think that's going to wrap it up for Rick's house. Oh, if you want to go to YouTube, I have a video up that you might enjoy, and it's uh, a look at our wedding. Uh, 23 years ago with Amy and I, since this is our wedding anniversary today, um, I'm doing a little video to put up on YouTube and, and take a look at it at youtube.com slash rickmoyer777. That's youtube.com slash rickmoyer777. And you can see uh, the cool wedding album of uh, when we got married and our uh, fun adventures there. <laughs> it's very fun. So take a look at that video on YouTube. You'll enjoy it. Well, it's time once again for Words of Wisdom on Take Him With You. Today we're in two different passages. Let's start off with Ephesians chapter 6 in the Message Bible, verses 1 through 4. It says this, Children, do what your parents tell you. This is only right. Honor your father and mother. It is the first commandment that has a promise attached to it, namely, so you will live well and have a long life. Fathers, don't exasperate your children by coming down hard on them. Take them by the hand. And lead them in the way of the master. Our next passage is in Psalm 68. And it starts with verse 1 and goes through verse 10 in the message. It says, Up with God, down with his enemies. Adversaries run for the hills. Gone like a puff of smoke, like a blob of wax in the fire. One look at God and the wicked vanish. When the righteous see God in action, they'll laugh They'll sing, they'll laugh, and sing for joy. Sing hymns to God. All heaven, sing out. Clear the way for the coming of cloud rider. Enjoy God. Cheer when you see him. Father of orphans, champion of widows, is God in his holy house. God makes homes for the homeless, leads prisoners to freedom, but leaves rebels to rot in hell. God, when you took the lead with your people, when you marched out into the wild, earth shook sky broke out in a sweat god was on the march even sinai trembled at the sight of god on the move at the sight of israel's god you pour out rain in buckets O god thorn and cactus become an oasis for your people to camp in and enjoy you set them up in business and they went from rags to riches well there you go there is your words of wisdom for this week out of Ephesians chapter 6 and Psalm 68 hey I want to also remind you that uh, every single week on Wednesdays you can download the Midweek Booster and right now we are reading out of the book of James we're going through a chapter each week so please download that on the iTunes feed or at the website uh, takehimwithyou.com and take a listen as we go through the book of James I think you'll enjoy the Midweek Booster on Take Him With You
1: I think if she watched Empire, she would want to watch Jedi. The way that Lucas planned it, um, Star Wars, A New Hope, was supposed to be able to stand on its own. Mm-hmm. And so it does have a conclusion. That's why we you know chose... It's not like watching Fellowship yeah. of the Ring where you're like, oh, I just sat here for three hours yeah. and this stupid <laughs> story just started. <laughs> it's not stupid. <laughs> I know. I know. Of course it's not stupid. I love it. <laughs> I'm Jen. And I'm Angela. And when you're not listening to this glorious podcast, we would love to have you listen to ours, the Anomaly Podcast. That's A-N-O-M-A-L-Y podcast.com.
0: Yeah, the Anomaly ladies are way cool and their podcast is so fun. As you know, all the podcasts that I promote here on this podcast are really worth a listen. They're they're very, very professionally done, fun personalities and great people to listen to. You always feel very uplifted after you've listened to them um and of course with the anomaly podcast it's just so much fun from the perspective of ladies and talking about geeky goodness it's excellent and, and you really get you gain some really good insight and I, they make me think about things that i wouldn't normally think about and i think that's really cool i like to be challenged and and uh you know broaden my horizons as far as you know different takes on subjects that I, that i enjoy so very very fun take a listen to them over at uh, anomaly podcast Dot com. Well listen I wanted to read some quick feedback you know I know the the last couple of episodes that I had uh were with Jen and Dave from Texas they shared a little bit about uh, their experiences in church and stuff and uh, we called it surviving churchianity and we got some good feedback on that I got a really good feedback from um Sue and I wanted to read that real quick. Uh, she wrote an email or wrote a comment on the, on the blog. She said, we had a family leave the church because we didn't order the new hymnals they wanted. And she wrote, really? Being at the same church my entire life, except in college, it's interesting to watch who stays and who goes, for what reasons, who comes back, etc. It's sad that the church can be such a place of drama, but I've really learned from some of the people that have spent their entire lives in our church how to deal with the drama and just let it go. And I think that's, that's great. Sue, thank you for writing and putting that down because I think that's true. I think, you know, every organization that we're involved in has things that happen and drama happens. It just happens when any, when you get people together. And so it is important that we learn how to to work through those things. And I hope that everybody was very encouraged by those broadcasts and, that uh, that you got something out of it that you could really sink your teeth into it. Out of all of that, I hope that you realize that—I was hoping that everybody would realize that it's so much more important to have a relationship with Christ first, and then from there just be led to where you go to church and And, uh, you know, if you don't have a church in your area, I understand that. I mean, we've been in that place before where we didn't know where to go and what to do. But the most important thing is you have a relationship with God. Remember, the Bible talks about us having a personal relationship, not a relationship with church so that we feel like we've gone through the motions, but a relationship with God so that then we, you know, as an act of love to God, then we can serve him in his church or in different places in our lives. Uh, but when we make church so important and over the top of God, we've really made a mistake there. So we've got to be very careful and make sure that our relationship with God is first. And uh, that's all I'm going to say about that. If you have any comments on that, I'd love to get your feedback. Just email me. I'd read it right here on the podcast and talk about it. Uh, Rick at com. That's Rick at TakeHimWithYou.com. I would love to be able to get some comments and talk about whatever you're thinking about. What? Tell me what you think about Take Him With You. What do you think of the newsletter? What do you think about the subjects? Do you like what's going on? Do you not like it? What do you think of my goofy YouTube videos? I don't know. Send some comments in. Rick at TakeHimWithYou.com I just got done paying the bills here at the Moyer household and uh, was looking through our finances and I wanted to say thank you to those of you that have sent in um, to the podcast and said I want to help support that that coming out every week and subscribe to the newsletter Uh, we have a few subscribers not everybody pays for it, but that's okay. We're, you know, we're not here. I'm like I said, I'm not trying to make a whole lot of money, I just want to be able to pay the bills. And, uh, was able to do that this week, so that's very cool. Uh, but, you know, we could really use your help if you would like to help keep taking with you on uh, the internet, coming to you every week and the midweek booster and so on. Amy and I would really appreciate it if you could find it in your heart to give a little bit. You know, if everybody that listens to the show, because we have a few hundred listeners now, if everybody gave a little. Like if if everybody gave like 20 or 30 bucks a month, we would have more than enough to pay the bills here at the Moyer household and expand and do some really cool things all over the Internet and reach all over the world. I think that would be so awesome if you could help with that. And we certainly would appreciate that. Uh, Again, you know, we're not trying to make a whole lot of money and, and live rich or anything like that. We live very modestly. Uh, Our life is about encouraging other people, and that's what we're trying to do with Take Him With You. So if you could, go over to the website, TakeHimWithYou.com, and uh, click on the Donate button or sign up for our newsletter and uh, hit us with a little donation on PayPal. We would certainly appreciate it. Thanks again for our regular listeners who are contributing every month. We we certainly appreciate you, and uh, we really, really are grateful for your help. All right. I think it's about time. Are you ready for this? (laughs) This is a great subject. Destroying depression is coming up right now on Food for Thought on Take Him With You. You know I'm a fairly optimistic guy. Most of my life I've been very positive. I like to tell jokes and I'm fun and all these kind of things. But you know I found something over life now, 43 years of living that um sometimes you know we go through some rough stuff and I I started experiencing something here uh, a few years ago that I'd never ever experienced before. Most of the time in my life like I said I've been kind of happy, go lucky, always excited, always, you know, creative and really, you know, have a zest for life, you know, that kind of thing. And I just love living. It's fun. I the, Life is interactive to me, and I enjoy that. But a few years ago, we went through some really rough stuff. We were involved in a church that, um, well, I had a couple of experiences in church that haven't been very pleasant. You know, you would think that church would be a safe place, but sometimes it's not. And some, I mean, we do live with people, and, and when you interact and live with people, there's sometimes there's some people that aren't so great. They may say they are, but they you know their actions speak louder than their words and anyway, we were involved in a church um where the pastor became started getting increasingly angry and violent, and at one point um had um, done some pretty tough stuff to one of the employees at the church and it was the behavior was escalating, and anyway, a group of us that were leaders at the church had to deal with it and um, thinking that it was going to be fairly easy to do so, it actually became a, a nightmare and it, and it was very very hard because what we found was the uh guy that we were trying to deal with was uh very sick and uh, not in the in a um, physical sense but in a in a mental sense and uh, he fought back and lawyers got involved and it was just you know it was it was a pretty massive uh blow and a hurt. And uh, we, as a result of it, the church kind of fell apart, and there were some, some people on all sides that felt pretty bad and ripped apart. And it was just very, very discouraging and very hard, because in a place that pretty, was pretty positive for the most part, uh, when we tried to deal with the behavioral problem, it backfired, and many people were hurt as a result of it. Um, you know, people that we had known for a long, long time, and so I found myself dealing with some things that I had never dealt with before, feeling-wise. And dealing with those feelings was really a, a different type of thing for me because I, like I said, had not experienced that really before. I go to a, a great Christian counselor that uh, was recommended, and and I've been going for a while. Just when we went through the rough spot in uh, in our career, in my career, and. Uh, I started going to her, and she was very, very helpful. She is a family therapist, and uh, from a Christian perspective, and has really helped me to see things in a more positive light, and to really look at what the Bible has to say about dealing with depression and dealing with changes in life, and so on and so forth. And I really recommend if if you're going through a rough time or you're having a uh, you know you find out that maybe you do have the symptoms of depression, it's really important to talk to someone about that and get your head straight because uh, there are some really good things out there now they've done a lot of research and there's some really good things that you can do to pull yourself out and of course i i mean i credit most of my experience to god pulling me out of, of a situation that was really tough and i'm very grateful for his intervention in my life but it wouldn't have happened if i didn't uh, kick myself in the butt and say all right now i'm going to i'm going to try to uh, get out of this and try to get some help here and, you know, sometimes we go through some really rough stuff. Well, anyway, let, make a long story short. Not only did we have a rough time a few years ago, but then most recently um, we had another rough time where we lost a lot of our friends uh, through through some some pretty rough relationship situations happened. And... Uh, We went through another time of real—it was really hard, and I was asked to step down from the position that I was in and take a different position, which I didn't feel was what God wanted for me, and so I resigned. And as a result of that, that changed a lot of things. Uh, Changed our friendships, changed where we went to church, changed my career, so on and so forth. Now, I'm not saying it was a bad thing. I'm just saying it was a hard thing. You know, not all the time. Stress isn't always bad. I mean, sometimes it's over good things too, but we really felt like we needed to do this podcast and to reach out to the world and to do something bigger than what we were doing. We were very limited where we were at, and it was time to expand. But with that comes some real stress and some real you know, feelings of loss. You know that loss is a real trigger for depression. It is. Loss, um, anger, um, stress, a lot of things can contribute to it. But let's, why don't we, first off, why don't we just start to talk about a little bit about um, are you depressed? What are some of the symptoms of depression? What can we take a little test? Sure. There's lots of tests. Um, I've gone online and looked at a lot of different ones. I'm over at discoveryhealth.com and uh, looking at a test here that they have, a little tool that they do. And, of course, remember, I'm not a medical doctor or anything, so please do not, you know, don't take this and say, well, I was listening to the Taking With You podcast and Dr. Rick said, no, 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 no. This is just, you know, this is just for information. Let's look at it. Um, let's take the test together and you can answer in your head uh, what you think is you or maybe you have a friend that's going through a rough time or a family member and remember you know you're fooling yourself to think if you're a believer and you believe in God and you say well I should I'm I'm I shouldn't be depressed cuz I'm a Christian or I'm a believer you know what don't fool yourself everybody has seasons of their love other life when they get depressed when they have rough stuff happen in their life and as a result of it they fall into a little bit of depression sometimes severe sometimes not there is a way out and I I'm going to explore the biblical side of that today, or at least talk a little bit about it, introduce the subject, and then next couple of programs we'll talk about in depth about getting out of it. But let's take the test together. You ready? Okay. I'm over at discoveryhealth.com and we're going to start. Number one, when I wake up in the morning, I feel like there's nothing to look forward to. Does that happen to you most of the time? Often? Sometimes? Rarely? Or almost never? Number two, I've lost interest in most of all the things or activities that used to interest me. Is that completely true? Generally true? Somewhat true? Generally wrong or completely wrong? Number three, I am miserable. Now answer truthfully. Don't don't try to faith this one. You know, some people are like, I'm gonna answer what I want to answer. No, answer what you really are feeling, because that's important to be truthful. Are you miserable? How about this, number four? Without trying, I have lost or gained weight because that's one of the signs. Um, I think about death. That's an interesting one. Uh, Number six, I experience an unusual lack of energy even after a good rest. Wake up tired all the time. I feel agitated or restless. I pace. I'm unable to stay calm uh, or I need to move constantly. For me, I knew I was starting to deal with depression because I couldn't watch a whole TV program all the way through. It was just too tough for me. I was agitated. I was restless. Number eight, I feel slowed down physically or mentally. Number nine, I feel worthless. Uh, Number 10, I feel like crying for no apparent reason. Number 11, I'm so tired I cannot carry on with my usual activities. Do You find yourself not being able to do that anymore. Number 12, I don't get pleasure anymore out of most or all of the things and activities that I used to enjoy. Maybe you had a hobby or maybe you used to do certain things and you just don't get any pleasure out of it. Just bleh. 13, I feel sad. Does that happen to you? 14, my mind feels heavy or clouded. It's hard to think clearly and concentrate. And then number 15, I've been sleeping less or more than I usually do. And then, of course, you, you fill this test out, basically, and then you score it. And it's it's an abridged test or something. But, um, you know, if you answer that a lot of those things happen or are very frequent, uh, then you could be experiencing some symptoms of depression. And, you know, it's common for a lot of people to feel a sense of hopelessness for a time. Like if you're undergoing a certain traumatic event or, you know, life events or something like that. But if it happens to stay on, if, if you know, after a couple of weeks you're not going through the grief cycle, if you're not recovering, if you still are feeling these certain ways, then it's really important to look at it and get some treatment for depression. And, yeah, you know, there's lots of different ways. Some of the more common symptoms of depression are changes in sleep habits, like insomnia, early morning waking up, or sleeping way too much. Uh, changes in eating habits, um, loss of appetite or weight gain, uh, decreased energy, feeling fatigued, restlessness and irritability, um, difficulty in concentration, remembering and making decisions are is hard, feelings of hopelessness, helplessness, guilt or worthlessness, persistent, sad, anxious or empty feelings, sometimes that can happen, uh, loss of interest in pleasurable activities such as involvement with loved ones or hobbies, uh, thoughts of death, suicide, those kind of things. Obviously, I mean, those are more extreme, but that does happen, and so it's so it's really important. So, if you have experienced any of these things for an ongoing period of time, you may want to to really listen to this program, or if you know of a loved one or a friend that's experiencing this on a on a pretty normal basis then it's important to talk with them or 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 maybe come to grips with your own life maybe you are depressed and if you are how do you get out of depression well you know what you can't do it all on your own i know that sounds weird but some people would say well i can pull up my own bootstraps i can i can do it you know what we all need each other that's why we're here and that's why there's other people on the planet. If, if God would have said that it was okay for just you to be there, then it would have been the Rick Moyer planet or the whatever planet. But he didn't. He has people around us for a reason. And we're supposed to help each other. So it's very, very important if you're experiencing any of these things that you talk to someone you trust. Talk to a loved one. Um, make an appointment with your doctor. Or, or search out a good Christian counselor to sit down with and just chat. You know, it's worth the 50 70, bucks to sit down and just explore where you're at. Do that online test. Take, take a look at it and talk to somebody, a, a pastor or a friend or somebody that you trust that knows a little bit about how to deal with depression. And I, I've been going through a really wonderful book that I've been reading, and, and this is really what spurred me on to talking about this on the past podcast. It's called In Pursuit of Happiness is the book's name, Choices That Can Change Your Life by Frank Minnerth, M.D., and he's from like the Minnerth-Meyer Clinic. Uh, great guy. He's written many, many things. Um, I, I'll read the back of the book to you. It says, The pursuit of happiness should be a joyous race, not a backpedaling grind. But with negative emotions take over, it's difficult to put one foot ahead of the other, let alone break into a run. The first step in pursuing happiness is to realize powerful choices exist. Determining to make one Uh, to to make them, comes next. Drawing from a deep well of experience, clinical practice, and devotional life, Dr. Frank Minner fills each chapter with proactive suggestions that are long on specifics, short on generalities, and devoid of platitudes. Uh, Each chapter offers choices, six ways to turn loss into gain, nine lessons of grief, eight choices for a happy marriage, a half a dozen ways to help troubled teens, 12 tools for overcoming discouragement, and more. And these are all geared... Uh, To turning the pursuit into a lifestyle of productive forward motion, and uh, this is a great book. He comes from the author is Christian, obviously, comes from that perspective. But I've I've gotten so much out of the first few chapters that I thought I got to share this with the with the taking with you audience because I know for me, if I'm a positive guy and I can experience depression. This is really helping me come out of that and come back into who I am and think clearly and see clearly and get life back on track. You know, life can knock you down, but you can only stay down because of you. You you can't let life keep you down all the time. You can make a choice to say, you know what? I am not going to stay down for the count. I am getting up, and I'm going forward. I'm not going to let this destroy me. I am going forward with my life, and I'm going to make a difference. And I, I really hope that is you. So um, let's take a look. At what you've, you've kind of done a little evaluation. Maybe you're depressed. I don't know. I want to talk about the the first chapter in the book, and I think it's really, really interesting because there it talks about several people in the Bible that dealt with depression and how they— Dealt with it because all of us go through seasons of life. There are times when it's good. There's times when it's bad. There's times when we experience some rough things, and times when we experience some some joyful things. Um, here's what the the chapter one talked about a little bit that I thought was very fascinating. It talked about overcoming discouragement because sometimes we we confuse depression and discouragement as the same, as the same thing. I think discouragement is a form of depression, but deep depression comes from a prolonged time of discouragement. And so I don't think all of us are in that boat at all times. There may be some of us that deal with that, like like I've dealt with in the, in the past few months it's been rough, but I'm coming out of that now. Uh, but I think sometimes we just get hit with something, you know, uh, grandma dies, a uh, spouse might die, we might have a financial situation that goes haywire. There's lots of different things that can happen, job difference, You know, change in jobs, you may get laid off with our economy. All sorts of stuff going on. Um, Those are just you know quick things that happen, and then you know through a period of time you get over that. But uh, check this out. Uh, Here are the things that uh, that Frank, uh, Doctor Frank, um, suggests and overcoming discouragement. The first thing he says is don't stop short of the gold. And he, he tells this story about this guy that had a gold mine during the California gold rush, and he worked it and worked it, and finally he just got tired of it, he was worn out, and um, and he just he just said, forget it, I'm not doing it anymore. Well, somebody bought that mine, and of course you know what happens. Uh, they dug about six inches and struck gold, and it was very prosperous. So this guy stopped right short of you know, having all the gold, and so often he says sometimes we as as believers will stop short of the gold We'll we 'll fight, 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 and then we just give up and then we, we were just about to overcome something that we needed to overcome, and we let go of it right before we were supposed to, and as a result of it we don 't we don 't get the victory that we were supposed to have and i I thought that was really interesting. Uh, he says you know we give up at the first sign of failure, we get discouraged and I think um, he, he quotes this great scripture out of Second Chronicles. It says, For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong on behalf of those whose heart is loyal to him. And I sought a man um, uh, for a man among them who would make a wall and stand in the gap. And see, He says God is looking for men and women so he can find the gold in their lives through Christ. Don't stop short of realizing your potential in Christ. Don't st- stop short of the gold. So in other words, don't give up... On the fact that God wants to help you, don't give up on the fact that God has a victory for you. You don't you don't have to stay down. God has something great for you, and just don't give up. So if I could encourage you today, don't give up on your personal goals and your dreams. Don't give up on that thing you know God has called you to do on the inside. You know the talents and gifts that God has put on the inside of you. Don't give up. Don't allow apathy and lethargy and all this junk that tries to come in and destroy us. Don't let it get you down. You, you just have to tell it, shut up. Sometimes you just have to say, shut up. I don't want to listen to any of that garbage. I am going forward with God. I'm going to do what God has called me to do. Second thing he wrote down was ride out ride out your storm. And uh, it was very, very interesting. Um, uh, he shares a story about the Stradivarius uh, violins. And how um, to make one of those, it's just this huge process. And they use this wood of weathered trees that have been around for, you know, many, 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 many years. And those make the best violins because they've weathered out, they've ridden out the storm. You know, we don't realize sometimes, but um, a lot of times the storms in our life, even though I don't believe that God causes the storms, he allows them for a certain reason. And the reason is so that we can walk, we get closer to God when we go through rough times. It's just a fact. And a lot of times, uh, even though he doesn't wish bad things upon us, bad things do happen in a, in a crazy world like we live in. It's what we do during those times that either makes us weak or strong. And we can run and we can cower in the corner and we can give up on life and just say, woe is me and have a pity party. Or we can say, no, I'm going to take what this has happened to me and I'm going to use it as a platform or as, an, as a diving board to jump into something new. So, you know, it's all in perspective. We can either let it crush us or we can let it train us and help us to overcome. I'll tell you what, I'm a lot more compassionate on people now after going through rough things than I was before. I was pretty arrogant before, thinking, well, why don't you just pray and get over it, you know? Now I realize, boy, rough stuff happens and you just got to go through it. The nice part is if you have faith in Christ, you have someone to go through it with. And that's really important. I think I've learned a lot how to stay faithful and how to stay sane during times of really rough stuff uh, than ever before. You know, I use this analogy before. When I speak, I'll hold a a cup out and I'll say, what's in the cup? And everybody will say, I don't know, coffee, water, juice, pop, whatever, Diet Pepsi, because they know what I drink. And uh, I'll say, well, you don't know what's in the cup. And then I'll shake the cup up and water will pour out the side and say, well, water was in the cup. And I'll say, how do you know that water's in the cup? And they said, well, you shook it and it came out. You know what? You know what's inside of you when you get shaken up. Everybody sees this cool cucumber on the outside, you know. We're cool, man. We have life together. But when when people go through crisis and tough stuff, you find out what's inside their cup because it starts to boil over. when When the, when the boat is rocked, you find out the cargo. And I think that really says a lot about our own lives, you know. What happens when you get agitated or stress happens or life gets crazy? What comes out of you? You know, I know what comes out of me. There are times when I'm calm and, and everything's good. Other times, if I'm really up to the really the edge and everything on things, then I blow up lots easier and have a lot more problems because I'm not dealing with what, what's on the inside of me. So anyway, hang in there and let the let the process of turmoil and craziness temper you and mold you instead of crush you. The other thing that he wrote down is realize God uses ordinary people. You know, it's really interesting. You know, not all of us are going to be supermen. In fact, most of us aren't going to be. God uses normal people, everyday people. And I think that's just really, really cool to know. You know what? Life. I don't know anybody who just goes through life unscathed with no problems. In fact, if you know somebody like that, let me know. I want to know him. There just really isn't. Jesus, even as a perfect man... God and man mixed together, he had problems too. I mean, you look at the stuff that he had to deal with, for goodness sakes, betrayal and, you know, people trying to kill him and mocking him. And, I mean, he went through all sorts of crazy stuff and he was God. So go figure, (laughs) you know. God uses ordinary people, and so don't get too shaken up. And remember that God is using you to do some good things. What are you doing, you know, what are you doing for your friends around you? What are you doing for your coworkers? What are you doing for your family? You know, Quit looking so much at what is going on with you and start looking at the people around you, what you can do to bless them. It really, really helps a lot. It really changes things. Then he wrote down something that I thought was really good. He said, dream your dreams. You know, envision what you can do for Christ and let him make your dream a reality in your life. Let him reveal the gold in you. And I thought that was just fascinating. He had some really cool things to talk about. Um, And I I just really encourage you to get the book because I think it's really, really good. Uh, It's by um, Frank Minnerth, M.D. It's called In Pursuit of Happiness, Choices That Can Change Your Life. And it's by Revel, is the uh, publisher, Baker House Company. And I think you can get it on online at Amazon or go to eBay or somewhere and order the book because it's really, really, really good. The next thing he talks about is don't let negatives defeat you. You know, don't let the words that others speak to you defeat you. You know, you have a choice whether to listen to people or not. Now, you can listen to people if they have something good to say or something positive to contribute. But, you know, a lot of times we need just to shut off some people. I don't know about you, but there's some people in my life that, that, I mean, I had to literally change my friendships in some areas because what they were saying didn't line up with what I knew I was supposed to do. And friends can be very influential in our lives a lot more than we think. And and there is nothing wrong with changing friends. You're, our friends should celebrate us, not tolerate us. And if you just got people hanging out with you because of what you have, like, you are you know, because you provide the beer, <laughs> I remember that. Man, well, I got lots of friends. And when the beer was gone, I don't have any friends. You, you know what I'm talking about. You know, if your friends just tolerate you, if they just put up with you, you don't really have very good friends. But if you have friends that encourage you and challenge you and love you and 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 want the best for you, those are the type of friends you want to hang out with and let their words speak into your life. But don't let the words of negative people stop you from doing what you're supposed to do. Then the next thing that he wrote down was realize that you're special. And you know, this really strikes a chord with me because I do believe, I do believe that God made every single person unique and special with talents, with gifts, And listen to me, listen to me, you are not junk. No matter what anybody has told you, no matter what anybody has said about you or what a teacher or a coach or whatever is, you are very special and you're unique and you're just who God wants you to be. Now, yeah, we all have character defects. Yeah, we all have things we can work on. But you know what? God loves you and he has a great plan for your life. You are created unique and special with a destiny written in heaven by God. You were created that way realize that you know that'll help you get out of discouragement and depression when you realize you are unique and special and you know what you're not the only one going through what you're going through there's a lot of other people going through it too you're not alone you're in the same boat with everybody else this was fabulous he wrote down focus on behavior this is what has helped me tremendously now what does that mean Most of us struggle with certain behaviors we'd like to change or certain goals we'd like to achieve. This is what he's written. And you may feel that it's impossible to change and move in the direction you'd like to go, but there are steps that you can do to turn things around. Start with behavior. And I'm just taking liberty to read a little bit of this. People often feel so bad, they think they will never feel like doing anything. But if they wait until they feel better, they may be right. You have no control over how you feel. You can't say to yourself, hey, I feel bad, I'm going to feel good now, and presto, you feel good. It's as though feelings have a mind of their own. We, What we can control, however, is what we do, our behavior. We can control what time we get up, whether we exercise and whether we memorize Scripture. We can control whether we call a friend who can cheer us up. We are in control of what we do. Man, I'll tell you what. Okay, now I'm not reading anymore. I heard this before i read the book my counselor said this to me she said you know what rick you have a lot of positive things going for you but you've got some serious you need to change your behavior and i'm like what 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 and as as she started to share with me some of the things that i could do i was in control of my choices it just the light went off and i realized you know i have a choice whether i sit in the chair or i go out on my walk I have a choice whether to eat the big greasy hamburger or the sub sandwich that's better for me. I have a choice. Wow, that's pretty empowering when you realize that God enabled us with a brain and choices and he wants us to make good choices and the better choices we make, the easier life becomes. And I'm not saying it becomes just a la la land and a marshmallow world, but I'm saying I'm saying that life gets a lot better when we make positive good choices. Now let me go back to the book for a minute because I started doing that and I'm telling you what it's bringing me out of depression. I before I get up in the morning, I try to count 10 things that I'm thankful for before my feet hit the ground. That changes my perspective. Um when I feel like I want to take a nap, I usually get up and take a walk, wash the car, do something um activity wise because I realize that what you know the devil really would like me just to rot and get heavy and And just die early because he knows that I'm going to make an effect on the the world around me. And he doesn't want me to. But God would would want me to get up and be active and to to be part of my world and to to be healthy. See the difference in thinking there? And so what I do is I say, you know what, I am not going to be defeated. I am not going to crash and burn. I am going to show the negative naysayers that I have victory in my life. And I'm going to get up off my butt and I'm going to do something about it. See you start thinking that way and life becomes an exciting challenge and an adventure instead of a, a drudgery, instead of a blah. Let me read some more. He says be creative, brainstorm. Name your problems, write them down. Then list at least one hundred options for fixing them. <laughs> Don't evaluate your ideas as you write because it'll stifle your creativity. Just or stifle. List every option that flows through your that creative mind of yours no matter how outlandish it may seem and when you get about to 100 go back and pick out five or ten good options and you may be surprised sometimes the options that sounded crazy turn out to have potential later be specific people usually don't follow through because they're not specific about what they want to do be specific making detailed plans start small for example to begin with do just 10 push-ups a day for exercise Memorize just one verse per month for spiritual growth. Talk to just one person a week for encouragement. Start small. Use your time wisely. Abraham Lincoln went from a cabin to the White House by using what he called two spare minutes a day. Lincoln would tear pages from books and paste them to a plow, and as he plowed, he would read those pages. Making good use of spare moments can reap great benefits. Many years ago, Dr. Elliot, president of Harvard, said if a person used 15 minutes a day reading the classics, then in 10 years he or she would have, have a better education than anyone who finished Harvard. 15 minutes a day can make a huge difference. Be committed. If you fail, don't get discouraged. If you fail, make a new plan, set small goals and commit yourself anew. Allow no excuses. Start with what you have. You have Christ. And he wants to help you overcome negative behaviors and reach, reach your goals. So that was number seven, focus on your behavior. And I, I just really, isn't that great? Doesn't that make you feel good when you listen, when you hear that? Man, it just challenges me to to get out there and do something with my life um the last there's a couple more that he said said, Count the cost you know in Luke chapter fourteen it, it talks about you know the the guy that counts the cost before he builds the barns and 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 I think it's really important for us to count the cost and to say, you know where am I at what 's it going to take me to get where I need to go, and what am i am I important enough to spend?' The or invest in my own life so that I am positive and I'm going in the right direction. The answer should be yes. The answer is you know you can buy pizza and you can buy fattening food and you can and you can you know carb up on junk. And I'm not just talking about um, physically, but I'm spiritually as well. I mean you can you can fill your mind with a bunch of junk and that won't help you. Invest in something positive in your life. You know, buy the book that I'm talking about. That'll help you. And I'll, I don't get any money for that, by the way. I just I just enjoy this book and, you know, uh, listen to take him with you more often. You know, listen to something that'll that'll encourage you to go forward and and work on the plan that God has for your life. Those are s- that's so much better. Don't allow yourself to be defeated. Um, and then number nine, I love this one. Overcome the mo- the most common "I can'ts." There's a lot of "I can'ts." Like uh, I can't do it because I'm not smart enough. No, that's not true. You are very smart. You have a brain. You There's tons of people that have overcome. I mean, Daniel Webster was considered slow in learning. Isaac Newton was never a leader of his class. Albert Einstein, one of the greatest intellects of all time, had trouble in school. You are smart enough. You can do it. Oh, I can't do it because I'm too poor. I don't have any money. Guess what? Gifford, the greatest mathematician, wrote his first book on scraps of leather while working as a shop apprentice. Galileo, are you ready for this? Um, um, Galileo discovered more splendid signs of celestial phenomenon with an opera glass than anyone since with a great telescope. These men were poor, but they didn't let that stop them from accomplishing great things. This, I'm reading out of uh, number nine here in the in the book. And how about this one? I can't. I can't because my parents told me I couldn't. You know what? Mom, I love you, but I remember you making fun of me uh, in the car when I I said, I'm going to grow up and be a singer, Mom, and you laughed. (laughs) Probably because I just bugged you all the time. But, you know... um, I, I went on, and I didn't let that stop me. And I know some of the stuff our parents say, they don't mean it. I mean, my mom is very supportive. My mom and dad are awesome. But you know what? I sing all the time now. I record, and I and I talk all the time. I talk in front of people, and I sing, and I, I have a blast. And and I, I don't particularly like my voice, but other people enjoy it. But, you see, you can't allow what your parents say that you can't do that— you need to turn that around and say, you know what? I can do all the things that God has called me to do. Very powerful. People have influence in our life. Don't let people stop you from doing what you're supposed to do. And then be persistent. It's so important to be persistent. Don't give up. Listen, if you stop brushing your teeth, they're going to rot, but be persistent. If you're persistent every day, they stay clean. You know what I'm talking about? So if you have something in life that you really care about and love, be persistent. Don't give up. Up, there's a great story in the Bible out of Luke chapter 18 about the persistent widow. Don't have time to get into it today, but you should read it. It's very interesting. She didn't give up, and as a result of it, the enemy, get you know the the unjust judge gave her what she wanted and what she needed because she didn't give up. Uh, the next one was dwell with Christ. Now that is a big key, and I want to um, I want to say that that's very very important. One of the biggest things that has helped me in getting out of this depression that I found myself in was dwelling in Christ. And what does that mean, to dwell in Christ? For me, it means to read Scripture every day. It means to talk about Jesus with other people. It means to listen to things that talk about God and that that lift up my soul and my, my body into um, thinking about spiritual things. Now, that's how I dwell in Christ. And that means to be thinking about him and what he wants for my life. That is a huge key. I have a little flip chart that I write scriptures on and I carry with me and I open up and I read that um, and that gets me through and I go, you know what? This is what God says about me. This is what God says about me. This is what the word says, you know, so on and so forth. That really helps me to dwell in Christ and to talk to other believers really helps as well. Talk to friends okay that 's a lot of information right off the bat, and it 's you know we don 't have enough time to really jump all the way in so let 's go ahead and continue this discussion next week on destroying depression part two and I think what we 'll do is um let 's talk about um, let 's talk about anger because I found myself getting very angry, and that was one of the signs that I was depressed. So I want to talk about anger next week and maybe maybe we I don't know what I'm going to call. It. I think I'm going to call it hot-blooded. Remember that old foreigner song? Hot-blooded. Yeah, check it and see. Yeah. I think that's what we're going to do. Uh, I remember Mr. Potato Head in Toy Story, uh, Mrs. Potato Head says, Don't forget your angry eyes. I just, that's the funniest thing ever. But you know, anger really is a part of our lives. And it's one of the signs that we may be depressed or be, be discouraged. It's one of those things that comes out as a symptom or a, something that as a result of. And I think that would be really interesting to talk about that. All sorts of cool things here, don't you think? Yeah, and of course, there's lots of characters in the Bible that dealt with depression. We'll we'll talk about who they are and how they dealt with things next week on Taking with You. So there you go. Thanks so much. I hope you enjoyed the program today. We have got uh, some really cool things coming up that I think you'll really really enjoy. And I don't want to spoil it all for you, but it's going to be really good. I got a new song that I'm going to be uh, recording and putting out here in the next couple of weeks. I think you'll enjoy that. Uh, got some guests lined up down the road um, that I think you'll really enjoy as I interview them on the show Uh, just lots of lots of good stuff so uh, I hope that today helped you hope you got a lot out of it and uh, you know Listen, seriously, if you are going through depression, um, seek out some professional help. Don't just stay where you're at. You know, get some help for that. If you think you're just mildly discouraged, you know, take some of the advice that was said in the podcast today and and kind of work through that. I really recommend that book. I'll have notes. um, In my notes, I'll have a link to where you can buy that book if you want to get it. Maybe you know a friend that needs it or something like that. That would be cool, too. But could I say a quick word of prayer for you, and then we'll close? Father, I lift up every single person listening to Take Him With You today. God, you know right where they're at. You know, Lord, um, every single tragedy and and different occurrence or stress level that that they're going through or have gone through. And God, you have such a tremendous thing for them. So I pray that you would give them peace in their heart, that you would uh, let them come to reality of where they're really at. Lord, if there's people that are severely depressed, I pray that you would open doors for them to talk to a professional and get some help there. Lord, I pray that if it's people that are mildly depressed, that you would, just out of the principles that we talked of out of your Bible today, that you would uh, start to bring them out of that. God, I pray that you would be their best friend and that you would surround them with people that love them and care about them and that you give them a lot of grace in this area and, and just pull them up out of the pit of depression, just like you have and are doing with me. I pray that you would do that with others as well, with my friends. Thank you for their lives now. Bless each person that's listening. Give them an incredible week this week. And and I pray, God, that they would know that you care about them and that you're involved directly with their life. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, bless you. I'll see you next week on Take Him With You. Take Him With You is a Moyer Multimedia LLC production. For more information, visit www dot take him with you dot com. Copyright two thousand nine. All rights reserved. Greetings, guildies. I'm Kenny, and I'm Jenny. After listening to Take Him With You, why don't you tune in to... Knights of the Guild, the official fan podcast for the web series, The Guild.
1: Each month, we'll bring you the latest news about the Guild cast, including what projects they're working on and what conventions they'll be attending.
0: Also, we'll be updating you on the current season.
1: We'll talk about some behind-the-scenes fun of Season 2.
0: As well as having cast, crew, and fan interviews.
1: So head over to iTunes and subscribe to Knights of the Guild.
0: Or go to our website for a direct download at knightsoftheguild.podbean.com (laughs) Zaboo! How cool is this podcast? That means that you excellent people who are listening to this cool podcast are even more cooler. How cool is that? So once you've finished listening to this podcast, why don't you come over to our podcast and give us a go. We're called Waffle On. You can find us on iTunes. Simply type in Waffle On or go to our webpage and you'll find us at http: code on forward slash forward slash We do TV. We talk about classic TV from 1960 to 1990. You'll find everything here from sci-fi to comedy, from drama to thriller. Come and check us out. We're called Waffle On.